0: Sort of put it in and didn't think anything of it, didn't what well, certainly wasn't expecting it to get a gold medal. And Flex and I are actually down in Tasmania for um, a mate's birthday and went to the awards down in Hobart. Mm, and we're sort of just sitting there and then OJ from HBA come up to us and said, Oh, do my guys mind coming up? I'm like, what? Because that's where there was another brewery who'd won something from Tasmania. Yeah. So they were up they turned all the lights and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just because if you got a gold medal, they read you out. Yeah. Um, and we're sort of like, oh, awesome! We've won a gold medal. and We're like, oh, maybe it's for the stout because yeah. it's in the stout category. And then it comes up with the New mexicana so i like, oh, wow! You even forgot that you entered it. Yeah, my well. God, <laughs> I forgot all about that.
1: Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of a beer with the brewer. Matty, how are we today? Super-duper. You're looking fresh.
0: Thank you, Very no, fresh.
1: White, white shirt and everything. wore my best white shirt wow. today. And just, you got your name tag printed on it as well?
0: I do. I'm actually, Just so you won't forget me. Mate. Exactly. I'm actually um, in the market
1: for a new polo, if you know anyone. Mm, maybe, might have to hit some uh, milestones for polos. Milestones? Yeah, so, that's I haven't worked them out yet, <laughs> okay. but you'll be the first to know. Thank you. And Jay, how are <laughs> we today, mate? Good, very good. That's the way, that's the way. Um, today we have um, bought back out uh, a bit strategically for some awards and things like that as well and also uh, the time of year, uh, but our Neo Mexicanus, our black IPA, that the collaboration that we did with Big Shed um, down in uh, South Australia. Yep. Um, and this beer has, um, I don't know, it's kind of had a tiny little bit of a of fault colouring. Oh, <laughs> a co- uh, what a fault, fault colouring. Uh, fault a colouring. Coach following. I need yeah. a beer. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. You can fly out those um, cobwebs. Because we did do it in a, a bit of a limited release uh, the first time, um, everyone absolutely loved it and couldn't <laughs> get enough of it. So um, we've decided this is the right time to bring it back out. Um, and it uh, has been kind of working its little harder way over the last <laughs> uh, 12 months or so. It certainly. Um, has. It's picked up some fantastic. Um, awards and things like that, but we will speak about them. But the best way to introduce this is just to crack it open and drink it.
2: This is fresh out of tank too, isn't it? It's only been around for a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. We canned it the week before last. Mm -hmm. This is probably like...
1: Last time, if you watched the, the podcast, this is an absolute banger of beer. I absolutely love this style and I love how Maddie's brewed this. It tastes fantastic and it just, it gives me everything that I want in a beer. Cheers. So, cheers.
2: Cheers, boys. It's very um porter stouty for a black IPA, isn't it, Maddie?
0: It is. Um, we actually had Pete... Um, up, yes. is now ex Big Shed during the week. Um, that's who he brewed the beer with at the time, a mm-hmm. year ago. Um, he was here during the week doing a brew tour with a couple of uh, new mates that he's starting a new brew with. But anyway, oh, actually, he tried yeah. this new one on tap. He's like, whoa, that is nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the boys were commenting on how for a dark beer, it's got all the obviously the characteristics being black. Um, mm. all that sort of thing. But it doesn't have that sort of roast stringency mm. that a lot of dark beers, stouts and porters have. You pick up, you don't pick up that also like that acidity as no, well? No, that's right. So in brewing this one, it's only got four malts in it. So it's brewed with the base malt, a normal American ale we use. Mm-hmm. Um, it has got roasted oats. That gives it a nice sort of um, smooth creamy and a little bit of a... It's got a lot of a uh, big O, which is malted oats. Oh yeah and then it's uh, basically roast wheat. So wheat doesn't have a husk like barley, Mm -hmm. so they roast it, um, and the husk is where you get the astringency, similar to coffee. So when you roast that, that's where you get the sort of astringent, bitter, roasty sort of flavours that you associate with stouts and that sort of thing. but it is D, well it doesn't have a hus, it's not D hus. You can buy barley that has been de hus, it sort of does a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they work really well on these style of beers because you get all those nice <laughs> characters without the astringency and burntness, yes. um, which we don't really want in an IPA. No. So it's, yeah, sort of balancing that. So it's got the really nice creamy body from all the oats in it. Mm. Um, it's got like 25, 30% oats, almost similar levels to hazy IPAs. Yeah. So when we were first putting the recipe together, we spoke about building the body of the beer by using some oats um, and then help carry all the hops. So I think in terms of the malt profile, that's worked out pretty well because you do get that nice, smooth, creamy <coughs> flavor.
1: I think like, you guys don't get to see this, but through through the actual kind of fermentation process and everything like that, this beer had to sit a little bit longer in, in the bright tank for that, those extra kind of haziness proteins kind of to come out of it as well. Wasn't it? Yeah,
0: exactly. So if you look at your glass, it's not, crystal clear. Yeah. There is some of that haze that you get in a hazy IPA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it certainly helps with that that smoothness. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Neo Mexicanus, um, when we're throwing around a few ideas, mm. um, we sort of come up with the the base beer style. And, um, we're talking about Neo Mexicanus hops. Um, so there's a few varieties now that are out of America. Um, they first found them wildly growing. Um, And got to the point where they cultivated them and sort of um, started using them in brewing Mm -hmm. so zapper is one of them Um, there's another one called medusa which we actually couldn't get our hands on in australia yeah and then there's a couple that have gone through the hbc which is the breeding program in america through their breeding program so they've picked up their wild cultivar and then crossed it with whatever else they've crossed it with um, to actually properly go through the breeding program and develop the hops so Sabro, which is a pretty new American one, it's only been mm-hmm. around three or four seasons. Yep. And then Taurus is the other hop in this. Yep. So it's half Neomex and then half whatever they'll cross it with. Yep. Um, but it does have that Mexicanus origin. So that gives that sort of <coughs> interesting, um, unique flavors. Mm. So
2: From when it goes to, when they decide to take a wild hop and then introduce it into that breeding program to when it's actually commercially available. That's that's not a short term. That can rate, take 10 15
0: years. Yeah. yeah. So this is a long time in the making yeah. to get those sorts of hops out. Yeah. And they've only really become commercially available in sort of the last four or five years. Zappa is pretty new as a fully mm. wild now. I think we did t- we did a single hop of that probably what yeah, two we two, did. And bit, two and a bit years ago. So Zappa has some of the most it's interesting, the almost weird descriptors I've seen yeah. on a hop. So. Yeah, it's described as uh, <laughs> purple. It's it's sort of spicy, <laughs> a little bit of lolly, and then purple. Mm. So I've never seen purple used as a flavor descriptor. You and hence the capture of the on the yeah. The I think that's the what
2: um, Matt Bogatus, our our designer, um, when you started describing it to him, yeah, it was like purple. Yeah. That's a that's a strange way to describe a a, a flavor. flavor. And so that's brought that synesthesia. I think it's how you pronounce it uh, around the can design. You know, um, visualizing mm. flavor in color, um, which is really unique. When you see all the different colors that come through.
0: Yeah. But yeah, when, when we did the single hop Zappa beer, throwing the hops into the whirlpool, I've never smelled hops sort of smell like that. Yeah. It is um, trying to think what it reminded me of, and it was almost like flavored tobacco, because mm. that's one of the descriptors as like well. Uh. Yeah, like a shisha, yeah. <laughs> like someone smoking a grape shisha. <laughs> yeah. Or not quite that dank, but it was more sort of sweet. Yeah. Um, and then lolly like, yeah. So I think that's where the purple, like those grape sort of zappos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like a, yeah, purple lolly. Mm. Um, and then dry hopping it, it, had all these sort of, a lot of spice coming through and then yeah, a lot of different flavours. Yeah. So you can see well, obviously HBC, you do a lot of the breeding in America, um, have picked that up, found some of those unique flavours and then bred it with the other hops to get the, the beautiful flavours. Yeah, nice. Sabro is yeah, becoming nice. increasingly popular in the beer world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's- is
2: that something you do a single hop beer out of? Sabro? Yeah, yeah we that...
0: possibly could, yeah. We haven't done that yet. We've mm. used it in this and a couple of other dark beers. <coughs> it does work um, well in the dark beers. So. If you use a lot of it, it um, can throw coconut, mm. um, which people sort of, some people don't like it. Yeah, right. um, yeah, that would be an interesting one to use, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so
1: this new can design has got a few little additions in the uh, in the top left jay do you want to yeah. run through those for us in relation to um why we put it on there and, and everything
2: it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. actually i mean this beer has picked up um uh, it's two champion trophies it's kind of like the two champions i'm sitting next to right now <laughs> um <laughs> most of our beers pick up awards when they get entered um we have a pretty good strike rate when we put them into the uh the the different awards in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of the big ones that we love to enter our beers into is the uh, Indies, which is um, an Independent Brewers Association-run Indies Award. Um, And same with the the Queensland, the Royal Queensland Food and Wine Show. Uh, We've been there consistently for four years or so and picked up some really great stuff. Um, But when you get a whole bunch of medals, uh, if you're lucky enough, you can actually champion um, and get the champion for the category um, and this beer uh, on its first brew it's maiden um, last year picked up not one but two of those those champion um, awards which is fantastic for the category um, Maddie do you want to tell us a bit about that the category that it's in?
0: Um, yeah when I was entering the awards into the indies you read through you sort of read through the style guidelines um, and I go through I normally put all the sort of core cool regular beers in the appropriate styles um, and then when you do the specialties you sort of You obviously don't brew the beer to suit a style guideline, particularly Mm. with a lot of limiteds. Um, But I was reading through them and this one I saw American Stout Mm. and I wasn't actually going to enter it at all. And I'm like, that's actually perfect for that beer. (laughs) So popped it into that and then sort of didn't think much of it. Um, At the time, it was probably four or five months in a can Mm. um, and... I'm sure anyone that has watched this podcast has seen us talk about the canning. Yes, um, that was still relatively young in the in the canning machine's life cycle, mm. so some of the quality mm. out of the canning was a little bit variable. Mm. Um, but this just held up beautifully, and it actually got better as it sort of aged. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it obviously it's a black IPA, but the hops faded a little bit, but it still retained that beautiful sort of roasty, mm. or oh, well, stouty type flavors. Um, and to me, it sort of had hot flavour, but it did lose the aroma. Yeah. So it sort of fitted perfectly into that American stout, which is basically a hoppy stout yeah. um, category. And then sort of put it in and didn't think anything of it. what well, certainly wasn't expecting it to get a gold medal. <laughs> and Flex and I are actually down oh. in Tasmania for um, a mate's birthday and went to the awards down in Hobart. Mm. And That's we're great. sort of just sitting there, and then OJ from HBA come up to us and said, oh, give my guys mine coming up. I'm like, what? that's where that there was another brewery who'd won something from tasmania yeah. so they were up they turned all the lights on like oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just because if you got a gold medal they read you out yeah. um and we're sort of like oh awesome we've won a gold medal and we're like oh maybe it's for the stout yeah because it's in the stout category and then it comes up with the near mexicana so like, oh wow you even forgot that you entered it yeah my well. God. <laughs> i forgot all about that and then we actually they read it out that we'd won the trophy mm. so all the beers that gold medal in a category then get rejudged, um, And then basically, I've done it in a couple of beer awards myself. You sit around with a flight of beers. It might be five, ten, however many gold medal. And you literally choose your favorite one. Yep. So it becomes Prime a personal problem. preference at yeah. that stage. Yeah. The, 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 not the one that suits the category best. So it's not just like
2: style, it's on preference. Yeah, it's on yeah. preference.
0: So it might be six, eight judges, whoever's there at the time. And That's... you escape, boom. So it's... <clears throat> It's really interesting. everyone's favorite over all the stouts. Mm. It's really
2: interesting because a lot of the judging is based on um, style guidelines. So you it, have to be quite specific. It is up until it
0: wins a gold medal. And then you and get then to the gold medal and yeah, then it's
2: based on preference. The preference. Yeah. And I think, Maddie, just to um, talk about the way that you brew beer and the way that we like to do it at Revel is we don't generally go to guideline. We go to what is the perfect balance between kind of drinkability and flavor. So yeah. nothing too offensive, nothing mm-hmm. too off. You know, you're going for that middle of the range, nice, well-rounded everything. But that doesn't always do well in the technicality of a, a BJCP guideline um, judging, right?
0: No, um, that's right.
2: But if it did get through and it golded, then when it comes down to actually drinking something that's well balanced, that's where you possibly could get, get up to these trophies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess a,
1: tro- a trophy at the end of the day is an absolutely fantastic beer. Oh, yeah. Because it is, it is just a. Well, anything at that the end of the, the day, lost. everyone's drinking it yeah. um, and, and not actually. Um, ticking boxes and putting it against a guideline—it's yeah. it's how how much they enjoy it in relation to what that beer actually is. Yeah, yeah exactly. So,
2: knocked it out of the itself. park,
0: and not just once.
2: Yeah, well, then after <laughs> that, well, this is
0: this was in uh, when was it October, I think, end of October, yeah. start of November, something like that. Whenever this, the Indies, this, actually, the judging no, was November. Sort of, yeah, end of November. Anyway, the beer was probably, as I said, four or five months old. Mm. Um, and then the Queensland one rolls around in February. Mm. So by then, it's another three or four months old. And I'm like, oh, well, it did well in the Indies, we'll throw it in again. <laughs> and then sure enough, I-, I was part of the judging. And then I got contacted by one of the organizers to see if we were coming to the awards. I'm like, oh, generally they only do that if, <laughs> if um, you've won something. So we roll in the next day at the R&A Awards, um, at the showgrounds. And we're like, oh, I wonder what this is for. And sure enough, it's for this beer again. So it's probably by this stage, eight, nine months old in a can and happened to uh, pick up fantastic. another gold, not only a gold medal, but the trophy, so. It's all down to fantastic brewing, great QA. Yeah. All
1: that
2: type of stuff as well. And um, it gets better with age, right? <clears throat> yeah.
1: Well, like apparently. a few things a lot of in bread. life. I mean, a lot of dark beers <laughs> do, don't they?
0: So. Uh, the first batch is actually now past its best before of nine months. Mm. I still have some in my fridge and it's Yeah, well, I've still got some as delicious. well it, I've done a side-by-side side with this and it's Mate. like it's still drinking well after mm. almost a year oh. or whenever we brewed it. So it's held up really well.
2: And on a canning machine that was being, you know, warmed in yeah. that you potentially can have a lot of other side effect issues. Oh, particularly um, oxygen arcosas. pickup. Yeah.
0: Um, but sometimes in a dark beer, they don't seem to get as affected by oxygen um, and... It can even enhance some of the flavors in some cases. Mm. If someone can um, pick down that piece of science where dark malts don't oxidize. There you go, that sounds like a bit of a challenge there. Might actually be be, uh, something you can use for the
2: enthusiasts out there.
0: In pale beers. Maybe
2: send us some questions. Some
0: some pales and IPAs that are full of hops will oxidize in a couple of weeks, depending on the oxygen level. But yeah, it's just something in the dark beers that sort of, um, they just last.
2: And the um, collaboration, it's a two-way collaboration, isn't it? With um, the guys at Big Shed. And um, Matty, is there something in store um, for...
0: So the plan was, um, we went down to Adelaide about, oh, I might've been a bit earlier than the year, uh, last year. Yep. Uh, we went down, it was actually mostly to do a bit of uh, wine stuff because we brew a collaboration with Smidge once a year. Don't mind a wine every now and then. Yeah, so we got to go to the McLaren Vale and up to the Brosser and that sort of stuff. But then. Um, While we're down there, we reached out to Big Shed. Um, Phil, who's one of our mates who owns Hellbound, put us in touch um, and popped in there on our way to the airport after a couple of uh, fun days in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, Caught up with Jace, one of the owners. Had a couple of beers and a burger. Um, But we threw together the idea of doing a co-lab. And then, I don't know, it happened reasonably quickly. It was probably within six weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. We had Pete up here to brew the beer. But the plan was to always go back down there and brew another one. Um, but at the time, obviously, with COVID and travel and all that sort of stuff. It was
2: challenging. It was becoming quite hard
0: to organise it. Um, so it's now got to the point where we've been able to organise it. So uh, in June, going down to Adelaide is the plan. And we're going to finally do the return brew. Yeah. So I've been talking. I've now got a new head brewer, Ben, who I've been organising it with. So yeah. we'll go down and that beer might come out in July sometime. So yeah. cool. it'll um, 18 months later, however long it's been, it will complete mm. the circle to do, do the return beer.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, talking to the guys, the design's probably going to be a little bit different. They're going to, um, oh, you're shed, actually, um, shedify it. Um, shed-ify. as they say, you know, they've got, well, some you're, sorry, design. before
0: you go on too far, oh, yeah. I'm talking about the different beer, right? Big yeah. shed have actually rebrewed this beer, which is what you are talking about. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That is what I'm talking about. Yes. 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 So, so yes,
2: two, two there, right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. So we're going to Adelaide. <laughs> Secrets to brew, are getting laid out here. Beer.
0: And then big shed of rebrewing this beer. Yes, actually, I think they just have. They just yes. have, yeah. But they are going to shed a fire, as They shed a So we will send them the artwork, and we'll see what they do with it. Yep, we'll do something funky. Yeah, it will be pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Well, that's going to be brilliant. I'm excited about that. So when it comes
0: out, we'll do a swap, and we'll get the one they brewed up here and vice versa, mm-hmm. and we'll get to taste them side by side. Yeah. So the, the come come Brisbane-based
2: out. punters will be able to come up and taste it. Yeah. You do yeah. go to Adelaide for you. better able mm-hmm. able to come to the top yep. rooms.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah we might even get a keg up here and put it on tap or something. definitely. Yeah, definitely all right
1: guys well thank you very much for joining us for this fantastic beer um this is probably one of our most prestigious beers i guess from now from now on winning two trophies for this um it's definitely um it's definitely one of my absolute favorites um like i said it, it hits the spot for me um i love dark beers and a little bit of hops and everything like that in there to balance it out is just on the money for me um coming into this time type of year as well. A little bit cooler you um, enjoy the darker beers, a little bit more body in them and, and things like that. So uh, definitely have a look um, at our stockists uh, that these will be in uh, and definitely do yourself a favor and go grab this beer and really, really savor it. It is an absolute cracker. One of my favorites. Um, well done, Matty, again. Um, on this beer, oh, I think it exceeded all
0: our expectations. All, all, all <laughs> our
1: expectations, <laughs> and, um, and it gets fantastic. better with age, doesn't it? Yeah, like it's definitely. one of those
2: beers that can just keep keep um, <clears throat> giving over time.
1: Definitely. So buy a case and um, keep it for a little while, and have a four pack every month and see how it yeah. goes. Four pack, um, yeah. Four yeah. pack <laughs> a month, yeah. Four pack a month. Plus your other, advice. Advice. yeah, that's it. So, and um, again, a shout <laughs> out to Verg, This fantastic can design. Um, it's it, it, it is it is quite. Quite amazing that can design, It's really, really punchy. So yes, uh, trust I'm not a, even going to try. Yeah, I know, have a few, <laughs> I, of, know that uh, word. I think <laughs> if have you have a few of these, you get better at saying yeah, it. Well, maybe
2: that's the purple tongue
1: twister. <laughs> so, so, all right guys, thank you very much for joining us. Go grab some of this, savour it and enjoy. And we will be back uh, with another beer with the brewer and maybe another guest as well um, in Ooh. the future. So cheers everyone. Cheers guys. Cheers.